0: Zach Adam Henry, Matt Jones. Jeff Jarrett, Joe Siddle, TJ and Holy mackinac, You're listening to Win City Sports. Hey, yo, what's
1: good? My name is Jacob Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Win City Sports podcast. Win City Sports is Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live every Thursday at 12:30 p.m. on CJ, 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. You can hear every episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, wherever you're listening to it right now. But also on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show. And we are part of the brand new Border City Podcast Network, a collection of Windsor's best local podcasts. But today is Thursday, April eighteenth, two 2019, and it's episode 141, Wind City Sports, approaching 150 very soon this week we're getting back into some hockey we uh, always have lots of hockey interviews especially in the winter and uh, always love to keep them going in the spring and summer as well this one was actually done at least a month ago Uh, no probably more than that I think this was done back in February this year is flying by soon enough it's gonna be May and June we're halfway over and next thing you know it's Christmas next thing you know uh, I'll be 90 years old but We're getting back into hockey. We're talking to a former Windsor Spitfire today who is now actually a personal trainer in Windsor. I know we've had a lot of uh, athletes turn personal trainers and just trainers on their own uh, recently, but this is yet another good one. A former Windsor Spitfire turned personal trainer and also an assistant coach on the Windsor Lancers hockey team, the men's hockey team at the University of Windsor. You might remember him from way back in the barn days in the early 90s. From right here in Windsor, Ontario, Mark Rideout. Mark, along with his brother, joined me on my lunch at C-Jam, actually, so it was cool to have a little bit of a different perspective there uh, with him. So it's definitely one that all longtime Spitz fans are going to want to hear. All hockey fans will like to hear this as well. He's got a lot of cool stories about playing in the O. Uh, So we talk all about that, his whole career. He played for three different teams, at least, uh, throughout his OHL career as just a youngster, as a kid, basically. You know, you're a teenager, a young adult in those years. And then he transitioned over into uh, the workforce. Played a little bit at the college level until just a few years ago, joining the bench with the Lancers. And we talk all about how that came to be, his decision to do so, and much more. Before we get into that, just really quickly, I gotta tell you about my friends over at SeatGiant.ca. SeatGiant is another third-party ticket sales site, just like the competition. And even better yet, it's in all Canadian dollars. This is the one that us in Windsor are going to want to use. They also have uh, local tickets, too. Right now, obviously, our Windsor Spitfires and uh, Express are out of action, but uh, if there's ever events at the WFCU, like Gucci Mane is coming up soon, you can uh, get tickets on there in all Canadian dollars if uh, I doubt that they'll sell it. Anyway, I'm not uh, helping my my ad read here. But uh, if you're ever looking in the third-party sites... uh, Check out SeatGiant.ca and better yet, you can use code WINCITY for 5% off your order. That's W-I-N-C-I-T-Y. Now we're done with all that. Let's get into our interview for this week with former Windsor Spitfire personal trainer and the Windsor Lancers assistant hockey coach, Mark Rideout. Here we go. All right, so we're here at the University of Windsor CAW Center, C Jam. Former Windsor Spitfire, former Plymouth Whaler, Mississauga Ice Dog, and now your personal trainer. Windsor Lancers assistant coach Mark Rideout. Welcome to Wind City Sportsman.
0: Thanks, thanks for having me, bud.
1: Awesome. So, uh, first off, you're one of the 30 Spitfires alumni. I did my research on this to be born in Windsor, excluding Windsor Essex. Uh, Were you a Spitfires fan growing up from Windsor? Got to play for your hometown team? Is that how it went down? Yeah, or?
0: like, that's actually, that's a that's a pretty cool stat. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, put it this way, when I got kids now, I got three boys, you got to let them know that it's not a sure thing that they're going to play for the Spits like their dad did. Exactly. Right? Um, but, yeah, no, I was, uh, put it this way, um, when I was young, I never even really truly had my sights on playing in the NHL. Like, I just wanted to play for the Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, so, um, obviously, I didn't get drafted to them, but... yeah. Um, It seemed like it was kind of meant to be. Soon enough, I was Mm -hmm. traded to them.
1: So you started off in Plymouth, right?
0: Yeah, no, I started off in Plymouth. Uh, I'll tell you a pretty funny story. So um, I was playing for Plymouth, and I was pretty excited to play my first game at the barn. So the media was there. I was getting ready for the game. You know, they do their local player interview on the Windsor Stars. I thought it was a big deal. And then um, we're warming up. And then we come off the ice And I could hear them saying that I was starting On defense Which that year the Whalers were unreal So me starting yeah. was totally ju- Just coming into yeah, your hometown And uh, We were walking out and our head coach At the time Pete DeBoer He was at World Juniors Coaching World Juniors So we were going on the ice And the other assistant coach Steve Spott pulled me back He goes i oh, got to tell you something he goes. Pete's on the phone. Wants to talk to you. He goes. You just got traded the Windsor Spitfires. <sighs> he goes. Well, that's not the weird part. Yeah. You got to go down the hallway and play for them tonight. So I went on the ice, and all my friends and family thought I was going to play for Plymouth, but I ended up playing for Windsor. I had to go back that's on the crazy. bus with them too. Cause, cause considering you're
1: a Windsor guy, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it might be different if you're from. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Were they happy? Were they like, what the? Like, they're just gonna could not believe it, yeah, right? Believe it. And it's like yeah, you were probably there too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, because like they're probably happy to see you in Windsor, even though you're playing yeah, for. Yeah, just, just no what? going Yeah, back. we're going to suit yeah. up for Windsor instead. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're kind of a Windsor guy, you know? That's what this is perfect for. Wind City Sports. I'll talk to local guys, rather they are from here or not, yeah. but. Uh, just tell me a little bit about growing up. you got your brother here. Uh, what area were you from? You're like a Riverside guy. Yeah, we, and stuff? Uh,
0: we grew up on the East End. Um, and, and really, for, for me and my brother, that's kind of where we started playing hockey. We were late bloomers. Um, and it was more just because, you know, hockey is an expensive sport. We right. had a single mom that that really couldn't fund it. So, you know, I started at, I, I believe it was nine. And I think my brother was just behind me just because he's younger. So he was seven or eight and um, we just played road hockey every day, you know, like, I still run into so many guys that I went to grade school and yeah. stuff with, and, like, most of their memories are playing street hockey at Schwab's Bakery across <laughs> from our house, right, so it was really cool to be able to, like, play most of my hockey in Windsor, it's yeah. kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah, you have those different groups where you have your road hockey friends, and then you're probably junior hockey people that you know, because, like, it's Windsor people and people yeah. from outside of yeah. town. Yeah. Um and when you were with the Spitz, you played with so many people. You kind of were in two different eras. You got traded and came back and yeah. stuff. But I, you know, I'm sure you got to know guys like Matt Cook and Steve Ott and stuff like yeah, that. like
0: like you know you you look back and, and in the beginning, beginning like with guys like Cookie and even uh, Zerzi and them, I you're so young coming in at 16, like yeah. you're, you're. But then you know, like with when I was there, you look back now and like a guy like Otter, you know, who now stills good buddy, uh, you know. Uh, Michael Layton, like so many guys that ended up making a a real legit profession playing yeah. hockey, and there and you kind of knew it then, you know who was who was going, and it wasn't always because of skills, just because they wanted it a lot more than some guys, right? So it was, uh, yeah, it's cool, and you still hear like people say, "Oh, did you play with so and so? Did you play with so and so? Like played with with uh, Kyle Wellwood, right? Eric's brother, uh, just Spezza, like just guys that you know you ended up." Watching on TV, and mm-hmm. then you know, you don't even want to tell your kids that yeah. you played on the same team as them because they're like, Well, why aren't you there now? Yeah, <laughs> the story, son. <laughs> well,
1: you even got traded with Spencer, too, right? Yes, yeah, so
0: yeah, I got, uh, trade. yeah, so, yeah. Well, what would happen there was, um, I was in Mississauga and they traded a bunch of guys to Windsor, um, and I wasn't actually in the actual trade. That was um, that was that trade. Mike James was in that trade. A bunch of other guys, um, but I, I got hurt when I was playing for Mississauga. I, I, I severed my ulnar nerve, so I had to go back to Windsor to have surgery. So I was in a cast up to my, my like my my wrist, and uh, it was like my brother can tell you, like it was the most painful injury I've mm-hmm. ever had. But I was also an overager in the O, thinking I'm done. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm just... The season's going to pass me by. Mississauga's already counted me out. So, I literally got my cast off. Like, no, no shit. I got my cast off on Thursday morning. And I got a call from Mike Kelly, who is the GM of the Spits. He goes, how's your arm? And I'm like, it's fine. He goes, okay, well, we're going to make a trade for you right now to get you back so you can finish your, your OA year here. Um... Can you play tonight? So I ended up playing that night. (laughs) No rehab, no nothing. Cast came off of it. Cast came off that morning. So I told my trainer, I'm like, probably shouldn't be playing, but can you do a good tape job on it? And the team I was playing was Mississauga. So it was kind of cool to play them my first game back. And then I ended up, getting a two game suspension for fighting, <laughs> but it was probably what I needed a couple extra days to yeah. let the arm heal.
1: Did you feel the arm?
0: Like oh, you were, I couldn't or, move it. Yeah, I couldn't so move it. You were it. just like, yeah, it's good. Just, I just didn't just want to. It. I just yeah, didn't yeah. want it. Cause cause for we'll two months it was, I, I thought it was done. Right. And for somebody like me who puts so much on playing in the OHL, now you're starting to, you know, think about it as, as the past, which is yeah. you know, at 1920. It's kind of crazy. To think, yeah. Yeah. You know? I know. Um,
1: and even like looking at your your stats and stuff, it's like it seems like they kind of brought you back to Windsor to end off at home. I oh. didn't know if that was part oh, of it or not. Oh, hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. To be honest, like that was a hundred percent of yeah. it. you know, I was a guy exactly. that was always sticking up for my teammates, and I think they even knew. Um, how much I appreciated playing for them. So I think that, yeah, like looking back as an adult now, like pretty stand-up move for them to bring me Yeah, players.
1: absolutely. I mean, they've always been a, a pretty, fairly classy organization oh, throughout their, 100%. you know, they had their ups and downs at some points. But uh, it looks like you said, you're a Windsor guy, so, you know, why not if you're a plus in the locker room, then yeah, all no, that it, much better. It was, it was awesome. Do you remember that junior time really well? Is it something that sticks with you? Or like I feel like, you know, I barely remember high school.
0: Yeah, I you know, know, it was 10 years ago for I, yeah. me so, but you know it's you know, I I yeah. Yeah, big time, right? It's I can I can, you know, you don't remember specifically, you know, like it's so cliché but you hear coaches say, oh, like live live this now because yeah. this is going to be the best time in your life, right? Um, and you're like, yeah, whatever, man. You don't, yep. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, then you look back, it was. It was by far the, the funnest time because for a lot of different reasons, right? You build these relationships with your teammates, and it's it's like no other league at that age. You're with them every single day for hours. You're on the road every week for days. Like, they're your family, mm-hmm. right? To be – like, what ended up happening to me, I was from Windsor, um, but I but my family was – my team. It wasn't my high school friends that I went to school with since grade two, so you, those people started almost, you know, going away from me because I wasn't putting any relationship time into those friends. Because for five years, yeah, yeah. my friends were my family. Gotcha. So then, when hockey's done, you're trying to reconnect with these high school guys that you really haven't talked to for no reason other than yeah, yeah, you were just in it, yeah. you know.
1: Not yeah. not every high school kid is is a hockey player. You yeah. know what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. sure you guys were busy as can be. Yeah, for like sure. Like I said, like I always kind of compare it to high school because they say the same thing. Like this is the best four years of your life. Yeah, like like whatever. I just can't wait for it to be fucking done. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then when it's over, and you look back like shit. I wish I was still yeah. there. You yeah, know? no, for sure. Same sort of thing. Um, and just to kind of touch upon like all the guys that you've played with and stuff, even outside of Windsor. I'm sure it's cool to flick on the TV, like you said, and see a guy like Jason Spetz. Yeah. Like, you, you,
0: know. you know what's the coolest, though, is when you, when, when these guys really fly and then they're making it and they're millionaires doing that sport, um, when, when you're the guy that kind of played with them early on, you, you don't want to kind of like reach out to them or sometimes you yeah, feel like, you know, like, wow, this guy, I was such a speck in his career. But it's amazing. It's amazing. If you ask NHL guys, like, they, they put so much on the guys they played with when they were kids, you know? So you run into these guys that you played with. And some of them even, you know, I'd be reluctant to even reach out to say hi if they didn't notice me. Mm-hmm. But then when they do, it's like you realize just you had such a bond at such a, like... Developmental age, you're going through a lot of stuff with these guys, right? Yeah, sure. Like a lot of life stuff too. So, pros, you and I talked to my buddies that play pro or still do. It's different, man. It's more of a business. Yeah, guys right. are going to the rink for their three hours in the morning, and then they go to their their family or something. But when you're playing junior, man, you're you're doing everything with these guys. You know, a lot of stuff.
1: It's cool. It's a cool aspect, but it, it, like you said, it's just those lasting memories that you know stick with you and yes. that's the thing i like to do is go back and, and reach out to guys like you and uh jeff sir and yeah. stuff like that because someone like jason spezza might be like hey you guys might not know who mark or jeff is but yeah. if, like when i was in junior they were the man or whatever yeah. you know and yeah those, those cool little things like i like to bring back up and catch up with people right? yeah
0: no, it's really cool
1: yeah so one thing i wanted to touch upon um was around the time you got i think it was the same season you got traded uh, or actually came back to Windsor. It wasn't yeah. actually a trade, right? But uh, you played six games for the Texas Tornado in the NAHL. The only name I recognize on the team is Al Montoya. How did this come to be? Like, well, Yeah, so, in the States, right? so
0: actually, like, like, looking back now, so Al Montoya was our goalie, who obviously NHL goalie. Yeah. But also uh Wise or uh Wasniewski was a defenseman on the team who ended up playing for the Maple Leafs for yeah. about four or five years. So but what happened was was when I was in Windsor, the coach there was Tony Curtelli. So he was my coach in Windsor. Um really, really, you know, well respected coach, like from all US hockey. So he went there and um I, I was kind of thinking, man, like I want to play in the O for my O A year, but I'm also a pretty realistic dude. And you know, you get three of them. It is a fifth defenseman that scraps going to steal one of those jobs? So I was kind of looking at it that way, and I'm thinking, man, I can go live in Texas for a bit, right? <laughs> so what happened there? It's funny, like you we talked about how things just always go around. So I'm there, and I can't buy a fight. Like nobody in the league will fight me. And and, and as much as there wasn't a fighting league. I like to get a fight out of the way because then I feel better, right? Yeah, yeah. Like
1: So you know it's coming. So so, so I was taking
0: a lot of stupid penalties, which wasn't like the way I was. And then we ended up playing in Detroit, um, in uh, a, a, at at the Plymouth Arena against the were Ambassadors. It was like my sixth game. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, wow, this sucks, man, <laughs> playing in front of like 50 people. And I I was just I wasn't done, and then. I was literally walking from our stretch to the locker room and I ran into Pete DeBoer because they were like the whalers were practicing that day and he goes oh how you doing I said oh I'm playing in the uh, NA he goes "Uh, are you having fun I said man I just want to be back in the O for one more year and he goes "Uh, well then do it he's like just just do it like just come back so at first, I'm like, this guy offering me a job on Plymouth? I'd love to go back to Plymouth. So I, I flew back to Texas that day, and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I gotta go. Uh, so it was tough, because I was kind of like, they were bringing me in, kind of like, believe it or not, as like a ringer. <laughs> so they were offering me a lot of stuff. So I really kind of reneged on them, like, l- probably losing their one of their top D. But I just couldn't stay. I just wanted to be back in the O. Yeah. So then when I came back, naturally, my, my rights were with Windsor but they didn't have room for me like they just they already had their oas so i practiced with them for a couple weeks and um, again even that that mississauga deal that's that's mike kelly the gm like working magic to get me to play for that last year i'm not you know foolish enough to think that mississauga was jumping at me right Mm -hmm. but it was cool too because when i was there um we had a we had a coaching stint with don cherry so okay. i can always say that don cherry was my coach in missaga yeah yeah yeah
1: what about plymouth it was you know you're in michigan it's fairly close to home where you yeah of- you know like
0: like don't get me wrong man i love playing for the spitfires but yeah, yeah. the plymouth whalers i was there for half a season and i'll tell you man um i loved it there like i i i had so much fun there um, but again, I, I came into Windsor at a time when they were kind of in a shit transition, yeah, yeah. right? Like literally, I got traded during a game because the player that Windsor really wanted would not report, palmero right? So that's how that happened. <laughs> so I was, uh, I loved it there. I loved the the fact that I was not supposed to make that team, like literally, like there was not a chance. There was seven NHL first rounders on that team. I was like number eight on the depth for D. But I never had a real fight in my life before that, and I just went to training camp and I made it so they they really couldn't not keep me, mm-hmm. right? So maybe, maybe I loved it a lot because that's where I, I really realized, fuck, if you work really, really hard and you want it, this is what happens considering i was a a goalie till 12 so i really oh, yeah. played out for three years before i played the O, which that. is kind of crazy right so i went i played actually what happened it's my hockey career is actually kind of crazy so i was 12 years old i was a goalie i was a shit goalie and uh <laughs> a house league goalie but i was having fun so what, i wanted to play travel because all my buddies were playing travel so i tried out as a goalie and uh awesome now because these coaches that coach me at that level they're they're awesome guys still friends to this day but they're like you're not like you're cut you're not making this (laughs) team so i said to the coaches in the coaching room because they used to bring you in a little room and i said can i try out tomorrow as a defenseman and this was like triple a he's like yeah so then i i tried out they're like you're not bad, but you got to go play A for one year, so the A team. So I went from house league goalie, and the next year I played that triple A team for one year. Then I played junior B the year after. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that, I don't think I've ever heard that before.
0: Yeah, like, like, like don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. putting myself in the same light. But, you know, like another guy, like Joe Vinovsky, same thing, started hockey at 13. Yeah. And how do I not kind of use him as an example sure, yeah. growing up thinking wow he did it well, how, why can't too. I like, same so same I kind of use that as my motivation yeah. right and he was so, a soccer guy too he was playing yeah, soccer most right? growing up but same kind of thing you know like, like like we never had any family in hockey prior to that so nobody was pushing us to play right same with him he grew up in Forest Glade playing uh, soccer right so yeah
1: it's crazy and again it's just sometimes right place right time uh, we'll talk about that more yeah. obviously <laughs> but um, and again just to touch upon what you're saying like being in texas you gotta use hockey or whatever you have to your ability to travel a little bit and
0: yeah no see, like and, and, stuff, and right? yeah no for sure
1: um but of course i did some research on you and now i know what you're doing now personal training yeah. and stuff like that but right after your junior career did you want to keep hockey going or were you ready to start uh, working you, or you was know it like
0: it's funny right because i, I look back and and high ho- like I, I guarantee if you ask uh, Zerzi, when you talk to him, he'll probably have the same thing. It's such a love-hate relationship with the game because you give the game so, so much as a young kid, mm-hmm. right? And then you're, you're a superstar. To all, you're all the little kids that's at grade school, and you're signing autographs, uh, and then it stops. <laughs> you're like, fuck, like that was a lot of work for nothing, right? Looking back now, you you gained a lot of life skills from doing it, but. No, I I think most guys, when they finish, they hate the game so much, they don't want to be part of it for a bit. And I found, I didn't know that that was what I did, but that's what I did. I didn't go to a Spitfire game. It might not be like hatred, but you're. No, it's just, just, I don't want, it's just, you just move on from it, right? So I kind of, I did that for for a long time. Probably never even stepped into a rink um, for three years. And then, kind of a funny story with that. St. Clair College got a hockey team, Mm -hmm. and Kevin Hamlin was the coach, and um, I didn't step on skates for two years, and then my brother and I, we were playing uh, like ice hockey on on the pond behind our house, and I'm like, oh man, I missed this. (laughs) So I literally got off the pond, I called Hammer mid-season, I'm like, can I play for you guys? He's like, come to practice tomorrow. Wow. And then (laughs) I started playing for them the week later. That's and curious. then uh, we won yeah. a championship that year oh yeah because
1: you know? the thing with the, the St. Clair team was I was so young at that time I don't even remember it you yeah. know? Like now I know, I know the yeah. Lancers are very familiar with the Lazers but I don't yeah. remember St. Clair having a team very well yeah
0: you know what the, the thing that and most people didn't right mm-hmm. but I'll tell you man like like if you if, if I was gonna tell you a group of guys that I loved more than anything, yeah. fuck those that team, man. Like but again,
1: being away from it and coming back,
0: but it was just it was like a, it was but it was all and it and it was all like Windsor Essex County guys, <coughs> but studs like you know every like half the team played in the O. We yeah, were, we Jason were,
1: Dixon was on the team, isn't he? Oh yeah, like yeah.
0: so much, like yeah, there was there's a lot of lot of really good hockey players on that team. We, we sandbagged that year that that league big time. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So well, I was gonna say it was a good hockey or you. Guys oh no. Were- it was that, good, okay. it,
0: but the first couple of years, like we were
1: mismatched. We were we were dominating,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: that's cool because again, I, I didn't know much about it, so it's good to touch upon that. Yeah. But did you were you even going to the college or no? Um, <laughs> Should I have not asked?
0: <laughs> I was doing some uh, online courses, I believe that the team set me up with. <laughs> you give me a Whatever million dollars right now to tell you a class. <laughs> I would be a million dollars not in my pocket. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Well, obviously because you're in the personal training That's world. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was just off the top of my um, head. How did you get started in that then? Did you just get um, your certificate and start training people? Fuck,
0: but you're really making me realize how this this circle thing. Okay, so I I, quit, I stopped playing, yep. and I, when I was playing for the college, I was still doing personal training, so as soon as I finished really playing, Kind of always liked working out. Always into fitness. Yeah, of course. You're
1: always around. You know guys yeah, that are working out. Yeah, and out I was too. always hey. the,
0: the like the guy on the team that worked out a lot more than most guys. You know what I mean? Just liked it as a side thing. Um, so when I stopped playing, um, I was dating this girl that worked at the gym, and she goes, "Why don't you be a personal trainer?" So I went in, and I, I wasn't. I didn't want to do it. I just wasn't ready to work yet. Right. Yeah. So I walked in and Jeff Rutherford who's a, a linesman in the OHL so he lines me forever in Windsor. He was the general manager there. So I'm like this 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 might be doable. And then I talked with him and he's like okay what what are your credentials? I'm like I have nothing. Man. Yeah. I I got nothing. And he's like well you're hired. Yeah. And like literally <laughs> like like it was uh You know, you you know when you when you first find hockey and you find that you're wow, I'm actually kind of good, and you you say okay, I'm gonna put a little more work, I'll get better. Like for whatever reason, that job I just flew right away, right? So, again, I probably wouldn't have started if Jeff wasn't the general manager. But then from the minute I started, like within a year, I was. Uh, top in the company and I just found like another avenue of uh, competitiveness because I was the leader of a team yeah, yeah. I wanted to hit the goal, the financial goals and it was just had a lot of uh, a lot of fire still in, in the belly right that's well, good you put it somewhere <laughs> instead of
1: getting yeah. all frustrated <laughs> <Well, that's still laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean how did the opportunity with the Lancers come to be because you know you're doing your personal training stuff and we talked
0: about it before but yeah you know like so you you know we like pretty well we rehashed the whole past so now you bring it to the present right which is kind of really you know I'm still trying to figure it out right I'm still trying to figure out um never thought I'd be in coaching and then literally I I I I tried it you know like well, not really. Tried it that the Aces team that I was considering okay. coaching—that would have with, been your first. That would have really experience. been my first coaching yeah. experience, and then to be able to do it with Hammer um, and, and guys like like Justin Schultz, who's awesome, and yeah. like the other assistant, Kyle Macker, great dudes. So, but then after that first year, I'm like, Fuck, I love this. Like, I and I've developed my business where I can get away. I've really realized why probably a lot of ex players don't pursue coaching as a way of making money right is because their current job doesn't allow them yeah. to have that flexibility right we're on the road a ton um but i'm lucky i own a business where i can kind of kind of go come and go right so mm-hmm. i feel like i've been putting myself in a position where i can actually kind of make a good of it um so but then what i'm also finding now is now that my name's kind of been back in the game my personal training business is turning into training hockey kids, which I never made that a focus. Um, as soon as I finished playing, um, I got hired by the Spitfires. Like As soon as the new ownership group of Boogie and Rikes and Dolby, those guys, they hired me to be the conditioning coach. Okay. So I did that for two years. So I already had that experience. Just unfortunately, those jobs pay so little uh, for so much time. I just wasn't in a place where I could live off... Uh, yeah, live off happiness. Again, it's a business
1: too, right? Yeah, and you got
0: you got to you got to live. <laughs> so now you know it's kind of coming back, and then even you know starting in June, uh, me and a really good buddy that has um, been around, he actually played a little bit for that Texas team too. Uh, Ryan Best, we started a company for like defensive hockey camps. So it's it's I feel like I'm kind of really, and I either. got three boys that are playing travel hockey now, right? Playing. So. Um yeah my my life is definitely revolving around the rink again which I love. I really do. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I mean you use your connections perfectly. I mean it's kind of falling into place Yeah, for you know you sometimes too.
0: you don't realize how many connections yeah. you have until you actually try to you use them. You have to like you that's
1: what like we've been to- I to someone before like I was kind of humble with this stuff Yeah, and, you know uh, professionally reach out. Now yeah. I'm just asking people I know, like, "Hey, give me this guy. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. you have, yeah. yeah, use who you know to yeah. get jobs. Whatever. Yeah. That's that's helped me so much. Yeah, you know, you try, you try and do it the old school way and whatever. Yeah, who cares, right? And
0: sometimes you know, you like I, I tend to believe, you know, if you really have um, a type of personality that doesn't, you know, you don't fuck over people, you don't you don't mess with people, you, you you're honest with people those connections never leave. You know, you're not burning a bridge to go to a next one. Yeah, they might be in the past or they might be someone you haven't talked to in two years. But when you, you call them, like, you know, it's like you never kind of lost touch, right? And, when you get into sports circles like hockey, it's it's a lot smaller. I'm really yeah. starting to realize that now. If, once you're back in that circle, you're kind of in it, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because yeah, you're surrounding yourself now by people that are just as passionate about the game. So yeah. it kind of makes you like you know stay stay passionate or stay hungry for whatever whatever's gonna come. Right. Yeah, that's a
1: great way to put it, man. Yeah. Just as it goes on, it's just people are weeding yeah. out, right? Yeah. And you're left with the. Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Large. No joke. Well, if someone like you said uh, training a lot of hockey players, yeah. and again using your connections, I'm sure you know a lot of. Coaches and stuff that are sending guys to you, but if someone wanted to train with you, how could they kind of find you? And reach you know
0: out? what the best way now is is through Facebook. I find you know, like we have a pro fitness uh, website um, that that people email me, and then um, our second email, our second Facebook. Sorry, is the uh, the defensive edge, which is kind of like the hockey camp, but we're going to incorporate everything, right? Like you always try to find what's going to be the thing that separates you. And all my buddies, like great guys, like Mark Kadad that I played with in Plymouth, you know, guys like that that are doing a lot of skill, work. there's a lot of skill guys in the city. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys making a living yeah. off of that's the hockey. I work at
1: the rinks too, yeah. or I used yeah. to, so I'd yeah. see all these people so, like, like Kadad. You know, so, it's,
0: so we're kind of entering that, that market, right? But we want to do it in a way where we're being a little bit more specialty towards one niche. Because that's just a niche I feel that's that's getting a little bit overlooked, which is defenseman's play and conditioning. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the days of conditioning just in the gym are kinda gone. You gotta get on the ice and you gotta work on you know, pushing people around and stuff on the ice. Well, that's
1: Like Everyone used to be big guys before. Now you have smaller skilled guys. Yeah, and I just, just read an article,
0: like, just a couple of days ago, actually, and it was it was Wayne Gretzky chirping, um, like, all around, like, year-round hockey, saying that it's the biggest problem now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I I, tried, I thought about it, and I'm like, I get it. And I, I agree, you got to play other sports, but, like, kids now are putting so much more time into the game. For me, I took the whole summer off, and when I started in September, I wasn't 10 steps behind. But nowadays, if you don't do things in the off season, I'm telling you, you'll be a little bit behind. You got to find a balance so that you're not making your kid feel like if they don't make it, like you just yeah, yeah. You, they just dropped the bank on you, like mm-hmm. the investment flopped. But if you want to give your kid the opportunity to probably be the best he or she can, there's got to be a focus all year round. And I don't know if I agree with it or not, but even with my kids that are playing travel, I, I was so against it the first couple years, and I, I literally noticed them starting the season behind. you know. And then as a parent, you kind of get a little bit upset with yourself because then your kids come to you going, how come I didn't play as much as the other kids? And I'm thinking in my head going... Because you played like shit. Because your legs weren't moving. And, and you wonder, is that because he's just getting his feet back? It's September. But they don't get that. All they know is that they're not playing as much as the other kids. So yeah. looking as a parent now, it's kind of different. Eh? Like you're thinking, not only do you want to give your kids the best chance, but you don't want your kids to, to, to oh, yeah. feel like they're not good enough. Yeah, you know, sure it's tough. It is. And you, but it's such a balance, right? Yeah, like, it's
1: fine balance. Because the you,
0: you don't want them to feel like the game, like – it it totally is them you know like when i grew up like i remember when i the biggest reason i had a hard time quitting hockey i had a conversation with my mom at our house uh, like where i grew up and i was in tears because i I knew it was time to stop playing because i was getting a bunch of east coast and central league invites i'm a windsor guy um stojanoff was calling me saying come play with me in new mexico and i I was all right but then my mom was like, "No, you're like you're you're done. Like, you know, you had a bunch of concussions and all that." And The biggest reason I wanted, to, I didn't want to stop, wasn't because I wanted to keep playing; it's because I'm like, "What the fuck are people gonna?" Th- I'm a hockey guy. Yeah, Everybody awesome knows malware. me as a hockey yeah. guy. Yeah. Now I'm walking around like I'll never forget. I had to apply for, I think I don't even know what it was. It was I think it was a visa, and they're like occupation, and I put hockey player, yeah. and I'm and they're like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we know you played, but what do you do now?" And I had to put in landscaper. And and I love landscaping. I do, but I was like, "Fuck, shit, <laughs> shit, shit just got real." <laughs> <laughs> when you see it written, yeah, down like, oh, I it doesn't look as cool as a hockey player. <laughs> It's I guess funny. I got to start doing that. I think I, I still put hockey player on everything, yeah, if they, no. Unless they ask me,
1: yeah. If they let you, and it's funny you say like <laughs> Dale Mitchell, I work at City Hall. Yeah. And he came, and got his, uh, he got married there. Yes, yeah. and he put hockey player. Yeah, and I was like, is that legit? Can you do that? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't want him to change it, but no. like, I didn't know. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know? Yeah, he's probably
0: still playing That's, hockey though. I he wasn't. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I that was this actually was, landscaping. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, awesome. this was great, man. Awesome no, conversation. I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, for sure. And there we have it, folks. Mark Rideout on Win City Sports. What a guy! What a character! What a beauty! <laughs> had a lot of fun doing that with uh, him and his brother. Um, I think his name is Mike. Sorry, I didn't even catch his name really. And I uh, had a lot of fun just uh, shooting the shit with them and just uh, you know <laughs> talking about their well Mark's life in hockey. And uh, you know it's cool. It's cool to have someone else there um, that experienced it with them on a different side of things. But uh, to wrap up the podcast, we're going to talk about some local sports news. Uh, If you listen to the radio show, you may have missed, well, you definitely missed part of the interview because the whole thing didn't uh, reach onto the full uh, 30-minute show. So thank you for listening to the podcast. You got the full thing, and you might hear some more news on the radio show or you might hear less. I'm not even too sure at this point. Uh, I'm going to try and break down as much but not get to elaborate here. Uh, First off, we had the Westby Awards Monday night at the Kuboto Club, the 14th annual Westby Awards. They handed out uh, awards to outstanding sports persons in Windsor and the surrounding area. Uh, The awards honor local athletes and coaches at all levels. Michael DiPietro won Male Athlete of the Year and Hockey Player of the Year, and a full list can be found on their website. We have lots of Spitz news, too, actually, with Four Windsor Spitfires making the NHL Central Scouting's final list for the 2019 draft. Tyler Angle slipped down to number 167. Nathan Steos at 182. Uh, Luca Henault at 216. And Daniel Damico at 217, who was a lot higher in the midterm rankings. He was 163. Um, I don't know. What he, yeah, 164. And he fell to 217. But we also have uh, Grayson Ladd. Who ended his season February 1st due to injury and he didn't make it Um other Spitz news too right now uh, what's going on with the Spitfires off the ace is a much bigger topic as you may have heard um, since going public last week the negotiations are ongoing for the sale of the club Spitfire's general manager and priority owner though Warren Reichel has tried to keep his focus on building the roster for the next season um, but you know, with 31 prospects in the Windsor Spitfires on Saturday for a mini camp of the WSU, the topic of the team's prospective sale to Dr. Asim Parke, Perik, I'm not even too sure. Um, obviously, that was the talk of the town. So, a final statement has an official statement is yet to be made. Uh, all I know right now is that some fans and a lot of season ticket holders are not happy. 519 Wrestling is holding a 420 Smoke Show this Saturday in Essex. If you want to see some truly local wrestling, check out their YouTube page and come on out to the event in Essex this Saturday. Some other wrestling news, we got to give a shout-out to our friends of the show, El Reverso and Sheldon Jean, on making their Impact Wrestling television debuts last week, as well as another uh, friend of the show and Windsor's favorite son, Aiden Prince, for making his t- TV debut In a six-man matchup, he will actually be returning to Impact Television Friday night as he has a one-on-one match with Ace Austin. You can catch that at 11 p.m. on Twitch, streaming online, or on the Fight Network. The Windsor Clippers kick off their 2019 season in Junior B lacrosse action tonight as they welcome the Six Nations Rebels to Force Glade Arena. That's at 7 p.m. tonight. And we're just about two weeks away from the annual Rose City International Rugby Tournament in Windsor. May 4th and 5th, teams will gather from Ontario, Michigan, and beyond for a two-day tournament at AKO Park. See more at WindsorRugby.com. So it looks like that's going to be all this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Moore, and we're here with a brand new episode every Thursday. Brand new episodes of the radio show every Thursday, live at 1230 on CJAM 99.1 FM, and replays on Fridays at 430 for your drive home from work. New episodes of the podcast drop on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account, so give us a sur- or give us a like, follow, subscribe, or whatever it may be. Search us up at Win City underscore Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Drake Demore. We'll be back next week with a brand new podcast featuring another explosive vocal interview with a local athlete or coach. I don't know yet. Until then, smell you later.